Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is A Bit of Clarity. Hi, Nathaniel here with episode 16. Wow, April, we've come a long way, haven't we? 16 episodes already this year. Thank you for joining us. Look, it's a real privilege for us to share these concepts with you because these uh, help you go further faster and I think they help you avoid many, many mistakes. Certainly for me, they have done a lot of good and I don't just want to share with you concepts when we come to a bit of clarity. I want to share life stories and things that have impacted my personal life from what I've learned as well because I think when we attach it to a person, those uh, insights, those testimonies become more and more real for us. They inspire us and they are more achievable. Now, today I want to reflect about our uh, uh, habits, our strength habits, in fact. And if you remember in episode 10, we spoke about our uh, strength habits. I even got you to do the VIA Institute survey. Now, if you haven't done that, I would say, you know, do go back. Even if you want to listen to this beforehand, you can do so. But do go back and do that survey because what it will do is it, it will rank your uh, habits, your, your strength habits in a proper order. And then once you know those character strengths that you have and those that need improvement, you can do something about them. Remember here at A Bit of Clarity, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. In order to manage anything in your life, first you must have an awareness of it. So unless you're aware of an issue or of a strength or of a weakness, you can't actually manage it. So it's important to have that awareness and to have some sort of an instrument to measure that. And when you can measure that, then you can do something about it. Now, when you went through the character strengths through the VA Institute and you found all the strengths that you have and you found those strengths that aren't really strengths for you, you probably thought, okay, Nathaniel, well, what can I do to improve those? You know, there's a few of them that are really on the bottom of the list and I'd love to do something about them. Well, I'm glad you asked because that's what we're targeting today. That's what we're tackling today. How to improve those character strengths that you desire to have and at the moment you don't really possess them. So I've said there in the show notes, just remember always the show notes with this uh, video show that we do and podcast and you can download those from the comment section in your uh, feed that you have there. They're also on our website at eq.org.au. That's eq.org.au. So you can just click on podcasts and there you can watch the video podcast on YouTube and you can listen to the podcast. There is, there is a feed on the website as well and the show notes, which are very important. So today we look at developing an ability to create strength habits. And uh, I've written here in understanding your character strengths. In order to develop any of your habits, you need to have an awareness of them. I just said that before and an ability to measure them. So not just have an awareness that what they are, 
but also have the ability to somehow rank them or measure them in your life. And when you take the VIA character strength uh, survey, you will find what your strengths are and what you can do to strengthen some of the non-performing ones. Let's just put in a nice way, non-performing ones. I love that. <laughs> so they're there, but they're not performing, right? So you have those strengths or they need to be honed in, but they're not actually performing at the moment. I just, just love this language. I think it's beautiful and it's very encouraging, you know? And yeah, do refer back to episode 10 for that because you need that uh, for this part of the show. All right, so how do you develop these character strengths? Well, there's uh, an 11-minute habit, an 11-minute habit that has been tested by, this is science proven, and you can actually work this out in your life. I'll explain to you the habit and then I'll give you some examples. So to ensure you can find time in your day to have at least one strength-fueled moment, so strength-fueled moment. That means you're fueling your strength, you are developing a strength that you desire in your life. The VA Institute has come up with an 11-minute habit, and this is based on scientific research. So it's tested out there, so be sure of it. So this 11 minutes is very simple, 30 seconds to activate the habit, to get started, to be prepared for that. 10 minutes to practice the habit by completing a task or a routine. And 30 seconds to celebrate by sharing it or ticking it off your list. So uh, go that again. So 30 seconds to activate the habit, to get ready for it. 10 minutes to do it. And 30 seconds to celebrate it or just to tick it off your list. And this takes you to 11 minutes. And this means that for 11 minutes a day, you are focusing on something you want to develop in your life. For example, I went through a stage when I was a little bit down in my life. And uh, because I teach positive psychology, I teach emotional intelligence, I thought, you know, what would I tell a client when a client is feeling down? Naturally, I would talk to them about gratitude. I would help them come up with the best things that are in their lives to identify those things that are wonderful in their lives. Because when you're feeling down, you need to be lifted up. And how do you get lifted up? By focusing on the things that you have rather than on the fo or focusing on the things that you don't have. So what I did is I began jotting down for about five to 10 minutes, the wonderful things that are happening in my life and things that I have, things that I am grateful for. So almost like a gratitude journal. So I kept jotting things down for about seven, eight minutes, and then I reflected on them, I looked at them, on them, and I thought to myself, well, that's exactly what I need. I needed to look at the positives in my life, the things that I'm thankful and grateful for, and this has lifted up my spirit in the very moment. So then the next day, I needed to hone in on this habit, this character strength, so it becomes part of my life. You can't just do it once for 10 minutes and hope that this is it. If I would like this to become a character strength in my life, it has to become habitual. How does it become habitual? By practicing, uh, practicing it daily for a period of time, normally for about six to eight weeks, probably about 20, you know, 30, 40 days, you know, um, if you really wanna develop that habit. But you gotta start somewhere. So then I began jotting down every night those things that I'm grateful for. So it's, it was like a journal, as I said, it was like a gratitude journal. So it took me about, you know, less than a minute to get ready to jot those things down, just open the notebook and start writing things down. And about 
seven, eight minutes to jot 10, 15 things that I'm grateful for and why I am thankful for those things. And then I also reread them and I reflected on them because this began to work something on the inside of me and to lift my spirits up. And at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the day or at the end of the 11 minute habit, I just uh, was very grateful, closed the book, put it away. And I just had a, a sense of, you know, I had a little prayer or thankfulness and just had a sense of a, an accomplishment. I, I just had a sense of, you know, finishing off something that was very important for me to develop that habit in my life. So I've done this for a number of days, in fact, for a number of weeks, and I trained myself to do this. Now, I don't write them down, but I have them in my head. So it started with writing them down, but it has become a character strength now in my head, in my being. And in every situation that I go through the day, even if some of those situations aren't as pleasant, I always look at the positives and I try to jot down in my mind four or five things that I'm grateful for from that situation, even if that situation wasn't as pleasant as I would have liked it to be. So I've trained my brain into being grateful and thankful and I have developed the character strength in that situation. Do you get it? I'll give you another example because this is important. I want you to get this because if you practice this in your life, you can develop any character strength you desire. So anything that's down, down on your list as a character strength and you would like to improve that, you can apply this 11-minute habit and it will work in your life. So another example, for example, if, if you know, I went through a, a season in life when I didn't have much appreciation for beauty. So, you know, a nature and, uh, you know, I took things for granted. But then I realized that so many people are enjoying life because they have an appreciation of beauty. They see the beauty outside. Whereas for me, it was just normal. You know, I didn't sense, I didn't have any sense of seeing the beauty in, in the everyday. So then what I began doing is I began waking up early in the morning and watching the sunrise. Now, you can do many things to appreciate beauty. Most people are attached when it comes to, uh, you know, this sort of, uh, you know, looking at the sun, are attached to sunsets. Most people would love to watch sunsets, and that's beautiful, and you can do that as well. But then I switched it around. I said, I, I really want to appreciate beauty in nature, and I want to do it at a time when it's disruptive to me, when I normally wouldn't do it. Because if I want to develop a, you know, 10, 15 minute habit, I can't do it every night because every night I'm not available to watch the sunset, to appreciate that beauty. But I can do it in the morning because I can wake up before I go to work and I can do that in the morning. So I began watching the sunrise for a number of days, appreciating the beauty of the sunrise. And I'm not sure if you've ever done this, but it's absolutely magnificent. I mean, the way the sun rises is much more different than the, the way it sits. And all nature comes alive and you hear different sounds, the birds, everything. And right where I live, not far away from my house, there's a beautiful lake called Lake Herdsman. And this is an immense uh, sanctuary of bird life. I mean, it's also the most infested lake with tiger snakes in the world. But I've only seen a couple in all these uh, years that I've lived next to it. But just to appreciate that beauty at the early hour of the morning changed my perspective of the way I look at nature. Now, I appreciate beauty in every park or every beach, everywhere, because I 
again, train my brain, I condition my brain to look for the beauty in every situation, especially nature. But it wasn't, it didn't just happen naturally. It was an intentional thing that I started doing. I got up early in the morning, I watched the sunrise, and I began to allow myself to experience that present tense moment and appreciate the beauty of that. So whatever character strength you want to develop in your life, just remember you can do it by practicing it daily for about 10-15 minutes. And that 11-minute habit is there for you as a formula. Now, five science-backed habits for work and life. I'm giving you some important hacks here. You ready? So, in a world filled with failure and struggle, we need to develop mental strengths that become part of our life routine. So, these have to become part of the everyday that we do. Number one, you ready? Fuel your purpose. Go again. Fuel your purpose. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you, said Oprah Winfrey, very successful lady. She said, passion is energy. So find the passion and feel the power that comes when you focus on those things that excite you. So ignite the passion in your life and fuel that passion. Learn to ignite your mental power by stirring up your passion, the why of your life. Why are you doing this? Why are you struggling on? Why are you pushing on? Why is this important to you? Uh, find the core, the core part of your being, the values, the priorities that you life. Reiterate them and, and ask yourself, okay, why is, let's say, if I have a family value, why is the family important to me? Well, it's important to me because uh, it's a safe haven for me. It's a place where I can be myself, where I give love and I feel love. And when I think about my family, I'm stirred up with passion to get up and keep going, whatever it takes. So fuel your purpose in life. If you want to achieve a degree, let's say you want to go to school, you say, look, I really want to get this degree uh, because this is important. This will get me in life to the purpose that I have because I want to, I don't know, become a doctor or become a lawyer or become an engineer. And uh, it's, you know, then I fuel my passion into that task and I just go for it and I stick to it. So fuel your purpose. Number two, seize the day. Seize the day. And uh, the great Tony Robbins said, the path to success is to take massive determined action. Say that again. The path to success is to take massive determined action. Remember here we said Maya, M-A-I-A, massive and immediate action. Well, all the positive speakers out there, these gurus, these amazing trainers will tell you that the key to success is to take immediate and massive action. You know, none of us have reached our potential. All of us can do a lot more than we're doing at this moment in time. We just don't go for it. We never push ourselves. We never break the limits. We should push ourselves and live within the maximum of our being all the time because we are truly limitless. So seize the day. Move from wishing to doing. So stop just, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. No, no, no. So just get on with doing. Stop procrastinating. Move from planning to action. I mean, how many times you probably, if you're like me, I like to plan things. I've got diaries and I've got journals and I've got all these things and planners. And I like to plan things. 
and sometimes I don't do them. You know, it just carries on from day to day. You know, I've planned it yesterday. I had it in my in my diary three days ago, and it's still as a priority in my diary. And it gets to me. It really frustrates me. So the best way to deal with that is to get that task done. You know, so rather than pushing it to tomorrow, just get it done immediately, right? So move from planning to action. I am working on that as well. I don't like saying I'm struggling with that. I would rather say I am working on that as well. You know, it's how you language things, right? Okay, action creates momentum and alignment. Momentum is one of the greatest things that will work for you in your life in whatever you do. So when you gain momentum, learn not to stop. Have the awareness that you have the momentum, that it has been ignited, it has been put into motion, and go with that momentum while the day is on, while the activity is on. Don't stop during momentum. And while you're moving, alignment happens as well. So just be aware of this and know that when you have momentum, there's always alignment as well as a side effect of that. Adjust your everyday environment. So, you know, whatever it takes, prepare yourself to eliminate distractions. So adjust your environment. If you need to work on something, let's say in your office, get away, you know, move away all the distractions, make space, you know, switch off notifications, switch off your phone, do whatever it takes to seize that, that day, to work that day, you know, clear your desk, um, get the best chair that's ergonomic, put the right music on, adjust your environment, you know, have the, the right cup of coffee, the right cup of tea, whatever it is that you take, you know, if you, if you need a bit of extra energy, make sure you've got some nuts or some fruit or something that will keep you going. Adjust your environment, seize that opportunity, you know. Uh, get everything ready so your environment is as ready for you as you need it to be, okay? Number three. So number one, fuel your purpose. Number, three, seize, uh, number two, seize the day. Number three, recharge, recharge. Resilience is how you recharge, not how you endure. This is what Sean Acker said, and I'm going to repeat that. Resilience is how you recharge, not how you endure. We have this myth that highly performance people don't sleep and they just go and go 24-7. That's nonsense. The trick in their life is how they recharge. They know how to rest. They know how to pause. They know how to have the breaks during the, time, the day. They know how to sleep at night. They understand the rhythm of life. Understand that you're not a machine. That you need to operate at your optimum and you need to rest and you need to recharge. Adjust whatever it takes so you can make sure that you recharge. Learn to know how to switch off. Learn to know how to switch off your mind. Learn to know how to switch off uh, your phone. <laughs> Do you switch off your phone at night? Or does it just go on and you still get notifications? I mean, what time do you switch off your phone? You know, by 8.30, 9 o'clock, most of my nights I, I switch off data. I still have the phone on silent and I actually have it on night mode. So there's no data coming through my phone at night. Um, I had to purposely do this, you know. It, it wasn't something that came in naturally. I had to draw a line. I said, all right, from nine o'clock at night, I'm going to switch off my phone. In my favorites, I have my immediate family who can reach me via the phone, not via messages at night. So if they need to ring me, they can ring me because on the night mode, the phone will still ring. But I, I don't get any data, I don't get anything. It is on night mode and it only wakes up when I wake up at 
you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. So that's how I switch off and I, you know, I value those six, seven hours of sleep and I don't negotiate them and I try and be in bed and asleep before 10 o'clock. If I wake up at four, I need to have those six hours. If I woke up at 4.30, I get six and a half hours, whatever it takes. But in order for me to be asleep by 10, I need to be in bed probably by 9.30 to make sure that I can rest. Again, during the day, I need the breaks. So whatever it takes, make sure that you need rest and you need to recharge. And I wrote there, learn to know how to switch off and prioritize much needed recuperation of your body and mind. Both your body and your mind need to rest. You know, so you got to rest daily. You got to have a daily cycle. You got to have a weekly cycle. I mean, why are we off on Saturday and Sundays? You know, you must have at least one day of rest a week. And I'm serious about this. You know, before most people wouldn't work on Sunday. You know, it was almost like a scene to work on Sunday or on Saturday. It depends which part of the world you were in. But this was good for our body because we needed a rest. So even though, let's say for me on Sunday, I get up quite early, you know, 4, 4.30 to do this show. By sort of 10, 11, we're done here. I go home. I spend a bit of time with the family. We have lunch. And then I go and have a nap in the afternoon. Sunday is my rest day. And then in the evening, I have another church service that I attend. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's an off day. I spend time with the family. Saturday, I spend time with the family as well. And Sunday, I do the podcast in the morning. And then I go home, have lunch with the family, and then I rest. I take the kids to bed, and we all rest for a couple of hours, an hour and a half. Because I need that in my body. And I know that once a week, I need to have that extra nudge of of rest, which is very important. Number four, practice delayed gratification. What is delayed gratification? It is something that you could get now, but you're holding off because for a greater reward in the future. You know, the classic marshmallow test is, you know, they give a, uh, they put a kid in a room, uh, just the child with uh, a table, and on the table they put a marshmallow. And they say to the kid, they normally do this between the ages of four and five. And they say to the child, you know, I'd like you to, you can have this marshmallow, this marshmallow is yours, but if you don't eat this marshmallow, if you leave it on the table and you do not touch it, when I come back in three minutes, I will give you another marshmallow. So you're going to have two marshmallows. You can eat it now and just have the one, or you can wait three minutes. And when I come back, you can, you will have two marshmallows. Now, most of the children, when the adult leaves the room, will eat the marshmallow because they can't you know, they, they don't understand delay gratification. Although, or, but those who will wait for the adult to come back in and give them the second marshmallow, those are the kids that will go much further in life because they can master self-control, which is just truly amazing. And then to really, really push the limits, what they do in this marshmallow test is when the person comes back in the room, they said, all right, you haven't eaten a marshmallow, well done. Now you get the second marshmallow. Now, I'll give you another option. You can eat these two marshmallows, or you can wait until I come back in three minutes' time, and I will give you two more. You will have four marshmallows. What would you do now? So the child is there, you know, drooling, <laughs> and just holding it in, you know, to get the fourth marshmallow if they can delay the gratification. Very few children, of course, can do that. But that test is very important for us adults. As adults, we do whatever we want. And I say this with utmost respect, but you do. You do whatever you want. You pretty much, you can, within the low limits, you pretty much do whatever you want. 
But can you, can you delay gratification? Can you wait? Can you put it in, in your mind and push whatever it takes to those limits to push it further in the future? This is a massive, massive test. So the discomfort of delay brings mental toughness and enables you to reap bigger rewards in the future. I mean, how many people just spend everything they earn, in fact, a lot more, and they're always in debt? Just imagine if you could save and then spend whatever you want later, or only spend what you've saved, or, you know, rather than buying this now, buying it later on when you really need it, or it can wait. Learn to view investments of your time and energy in the longer terms and with wider benefits. So learn to see the decisions that you make today, how will they affect you in the future, and look at the wider uh, perspective rather than just your ego perspective in that moment. In fact, if you don't make the choice immediately, and salespeople know that, why do you think they jump on you? If you go home, if you go to buy a car, as soon as you get home, they'll ring you. In the next hour, they'll ring you. In the next 24 hours, they'll ring you. In the next 48 hours, they'll ring you again. Because they know the power of now. They know that most people don't have the ability to delay gratification. So they'll press and they'll press and they'll press. If three goes by, days go by, the probability of them bringing you back is very small because they know that a hit moment is dead, wasted, gone. So they miss the opportunity on you. Now you can reverse engineer that for you and just wait until you make the decision with the best ability that you can. Number five. Surround yourself with people that build you up. Oprah once said, surround yourself with people who are going to lift you higher. Who are your friends? Who do you spend time with? Do these people lift you up or drag you down? Emotions are contagious and success stories will inspire you to work harder to become better. So the emotions that people carry in the conversation, uh, they are contagious. If they have down emotions, if they have poor emotions, they will bring those to you. You will rub off them. If they bring higher emotions, better emotions, they will lift you up higher. Their success stories will inspire you to become successful as well. If you only hear stories of weakness, stories of uh, people failures, they will drag you down. So surround yourself with people that build you up. Let's recap these five scientific backed habits for work and life. Number one, fuel your purpose. Number two, seize the day. Number three, recharge. Number four, practice delayed gratification. And number five, surround yourself with people that build you up. Now, in application, look at these five habits for work and life, and I want you to write at least one action for each one of them, and then apply it. So look at these five. Fuel your purpose, seize the day, recharge, practice delay gratification, surround yourself with people that build you up, and choose one action for each one of them. What will you do in the next few days, in the next three days, let's say, to create this strength habit in your life. What one action point you will do for each one of these uh, points that we have here. All right? So, I really hope this bit of clarity is insightful for you and it helps you out. And obviously, if you love this, share. Share the love. Tell others about this. Do click on the five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, only if you genuinely believe this is worth five stars. Somebody already put a four stars in there and it ached me right in the heart. I don't know why would somebody put a four stars. If, if, if it's not five stars for you, just don't rate it, please, you know, because now to drag it back up to five is going to be difficult. 
And if you're that person who put the four stars up there, do go back and lift it up to five stars if you can. Thank you so much. We love what we do and we hope that you love it as well. And uh, thank you to all those people who share this content, who rate us. This is very important to us and the feedback that I receive. Some of the feedback that I get from you people is just tremendous. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying this content and this helps you along the path. Can't wait to see you next time. Take care. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costilla and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.